Good afternoon. I am Don Shaline in for Matt Townsend. I'm not even Dr. Don Shaline. I'm just Don Shaline. We're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart today, sleep. Lots of sleep. Sleep in any way we can get it. Critical for getting anything done. We're going to talk all about that, how we can get more out of it. It's coming up on the Matt Townsend Show here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon. I'm Devin Dewey for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Missouri Congressman Todd Aiken explains why he's staying in the Senate race despite a lot of pressure from fellow Republicans to get out. The people of my state didn't elect somebody who was perfect. They knew I wasn't perfect. That's what Congressman Todd Aiken says. He tells NBC's Today Show what he told Paul Ryan when the GOP vice presidential candidate asked him to step aside in the wake of his comments about abortion. It's not about me. It's about trying to do the right thing and standing on principle. The pro-life Republican says it was a mistake for him to refer to legitimate rape, but says he apologized for that and that the voters of Missouri knew they weren't getting a perfect candidate. Matt Small. Washington. President Obama is criticizing Republican policies. At a North Las Vegas high school, the president said Republicans would slash nearly 20 percent from school spending, and that means fewer teachers in the classroom. I've got a question for Governor Romney. How How many teachers' jobs are worth another tax cut for millionaires and billionaires? In fact, he noted running mate Paul Ryan was one of the House leaders who blocked cash for states to rehire laid off teachers. Not only is that unfair to our kids, it's It's foolish for our future. Obama says Romney seems to think America doesn't need more teachers and sees them as more nameless bureaucrats to be cut. Mark Smith at the White House. Congressional budget analysts are predicting more red ink. The Congressional Budget Office says the deficit will hit $1.1 trillion in the current fiscal year, the fourth year in a row of deficits above the $1 trillion mark. It also expects the economy to grow at a modest rate of two and a quarter percent for the rest of the year. The nonpartisan CBO also warned that if Congress doesn't resolve differences over how to handle impending tax hikes and spending cuts, it would lead to conditions that would probably be considered a recession, with the jobless rate climbing back above nine percent. Jerry Bodlander, Washington. And political information will be broadcast in new ways this election cycle. YouTube has launched a dedicated presidential campaign channel that will feature live streaming video from both the Republican and Democratic conventions and the upcoming nationally televised debates. The site will also showcase video by news and information partners ranging from the New York Times to Al Jazeera. This year's conventions are the first to be live streamed over the Internet, and YouTube will serve as the official channel for both. You can check it out at youtube.com slash politics. I'm Matt Small. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Devin Dewey. Good afternoon to you. I am Don Shaline. I am filling in for Matt Townsend, who uh, is out uh, on assignment today, but... uh, you know what? This is scary to fill in for Matt. He is He's a very capable guide on the side. You're, I can't even get his lines right. You're man about town. You're uh, doing what we can. I, I can't get any of his banter, so I'm not going to even try. But uh, I am filling in today in an area that I feel like I know a lot about. It's something I've spent, gosh, almost a third of my life doing. No, especially depending on the day and where I am, maybe more than that. I've, I've been sleeping. 
And hopefully you have too, but not not during the show. If you'll stay awake during the show, that'll be good. But uh, <laughs> you're already losing me, Don. <laughs> and I'm doing my best to get you to sleep, even as we speak. Mark Waite is with me in the studio today. We're we're talking about sleep, and and this is something that most of us should know enough about to be able to do it well. It should be something we can do in our sleep. But... And yet, why do we have so much trouble with it? I mean, it's something that we all want, we crave, yeah, and yet we struggle to achieve. What's what's with that? Yeah. How why, how do we have why do we have to work to do the thing that's the exact opposite of work? Yeah, when you when you finally shut down and say, okay, I'm going to stop working on things, you should fall asleep, right? You'd think so. I did but, as a child. No. Yeah. And that, that's is not that, that simple anymore. No, that that's common. Is that sleeping like a baby is a real thing that they fall asleep when they fall asleep. But um, for some reason, the older you get, the harder it is to fall are you, asleep. Are you sleeping asleep? well, Don? Tell me. Well, T- to, doctor, you can talk to doctor doctor Mark. I'm not I'm not a real doctor, but I play one on the radio. <laughs> okay, that that works. No, not as well as I'd like to. Um, I, here, here's my syndrome, Doctor Wait. Uh, I can fall asleep on a dime. I can, I, I get almost close to the pillow. Bam, I'm out. You know, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm an easy sleeper when I first fall asleep, but I can't stay asleep. I, I maybe, my cycle is maybe four hours, and then I'm kind of like. Oh, let's see. Time to get up? No, it's not. It's only 2 in the morning or whatever. Do you think it's anxiety or is it apnea? Have you been diagnosed with apnea? Haven't been in to check that one out. Tell me about apnea. Apnea. Well, uh, I slept well as a child too, but then as I got older, you, I, my, it, here, here's what makes me mad, is that my brain is smart enough to have all sorts of bizarre and stupid idiotic dreams all night long. But it's my brain is not smart enough to hold one tiny little muscle open, which is the airway, to, to get air in. Oh. And so that's the snoring thing, right? So because you're, you're yeah. trying to force air in, trying to suck it in, and then you snore because your muscle is just not holding itself open. So uh-huh. they've got these new uh, machines called CPAPs, and I suspect that they're actually quite – common, but a lot of people, I don't know if they're embarrassed to admit that they have them, but I, based on anecdotal evidence, I think there's actually quite a few of these out there. So when you feel like you may have apnea, you wake up too many times per night, uh, and you feel like you're snoring too much, your spouse says you're snoring, I suggest you go in and get a sleep study, which is a drag. Go in where? Well, you, well, go to your doctor and ask, you know, tell them that you think you've got apnea, and then they'll mm-hmm. refer you to a sleep specialist. Okay. They'll make you go into a special sleep center for one night. Yes, you're not going to get a good night's sleep. I was going to say, that's this a great will be prescription for sleep. Yeah, oh, will, yeah, I'm sleeping like they, a baby tonight. Well, they don't actually harm you. They don't draw blood in any way. They're just putting <laughs> all of these the little uh, – No, no IVs. Yeah. It, it's just a lot of sensors all over your body. So you've got okay. tons of wires coming off uh-huh. of you. And then they put this mask, an air mask on yeah. you. Yeah, I always and, do that when uh, I want a good night's sleep. Yeah, just to make sure that, that you actually have apnea, and then they yeah. prescribe from there. But if wow. you do have apnea, they will prescribe the CPAP machine. And uh, insurance generally covers it. Okay. But it, uh, yeah, it's a drag at first. And then after you get used to it, you realize, oh, wow, I'm actually sleeping again. Really? And it, it's amazing what oxygen will do for the body. Mm-hmm. The, the body actually wants oxygen 24 hours a day and not just 16 hours a day. So, so you're saying Oxygen's that, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it That's is. That's what this is all about. Oh, I see. We like oxygen. You're, you're saying that 
uh, if you have sleep apnea, if you, the, your airways are getting closed off, that that's what it is. That your, your it's body's an air not, pump. Yeah. It's, it's a machine that you put a mask on with a little tube that goes it to this machine next to your in. bed. Okay. It just looks like a it's like a size of an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. It's amazing technology that it yeah. works as well as it does. Okay. It it's extremely quiet. Is it? It's not like like Darth Vader's apnea in his. <laughs> His his CPAP machine inside his helmet is uh-huh. like was probably designed in 1957 because uh-huh. the yeah he needs to have like. that looked at looked yeah, at really because does. it's not like that get anymore. an upgrade no yeah so uh, yeah, it took me a few months to find a mask that worked for me now when I saw my brother had one of these some years back I, of course I made fun of him because uh-huh. I'm a bad brother and yeah. I called him the elephant man because he has this elephant trunk You're coming so off kind. the front of him yeah. but now that I have one see it's a jet fighter mask. <laughs> There's a difference. You know, I'm a jet fighter by night. flames? You paint flames on it and all that? That's a good idea. I'm thinking of that. On the cowl. But once you finally find a mask that fits and is not a torture instrument, Mm -hmm. um, you you realize, oh, whoa, I'm not getting up in the middle of the night anymore, and I'm sleeping. And I'm a brick. Eight hours a night. Uh Uh-huh. I'm a brick. So, so you're saying with this CPAP machine, is CPAP, that you now are sleeping a solid eight hours, some sometimes seven. Yeah, <laughs> a bad night. I get up after seven yeah. hours, you know, with the sun and the. But in, and then before this, what what was your night like? Oh, I would get up. Uh, I mean, I would still do eight hours, but I'd be up three times a night, and mm-hmm. I would never have deep cycle sleep. Huh. Now. Why did I do this? Because my wife teaches high school. Mm-hmm. She gets up at 5.30 in the morning. The, the, the real benefits are the doctor says, look, every time you stop breathing, your your body sends a shot of adrenaline to your heart to tell it, hey, idiot, wake up and start pumping again and start breathing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you keep these little wake-ups. You just keep waking up all night. And that hit of adrenaline uh, over time, again and again and again, can cause heart disease and lead to stroke. So that's that's why you're doing this. Not so much for the good night's sleep. That's the icing on the cake. Huh. What you're really doing is preventing future heart disease and stroke. Well, that's definitely a good reason. I but but what that still wasn't enough to get me to do it. Okay, what was it? The cowl the, and the flames on? No, the the the, the compassion for my wife that oh, she yeah. has to get up at five thirty in the morning, and if she can't go to sleep at night yeah. because I'm snoring, if I'm keeping her up. For an extra three hours, and she's not getting a good night's sleep. Now we're neither one of us is. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, you got to do this for and her. If Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Correct. And now yeah. she's. I'm sleeping better, and that means that she's sleeping better. Well, that's cool. And again, the this has become something that's not a distraction, or that, that there's not noise coming from that that there's, keeps her awake. Uh, there's almost no noise at all. Huh. It's very, very silent. It's, it's amazing technology that they pack in this little thing the size of an alarm clock. So your your advice is definitely if you're not getting a good night's sleep. Get to the doctor, check out, see if you have sleep apnea, and follow through with uh, something like it's that. It's an like extremely common situation huh. that some people have addressed and some people are ignoring. And uh, trust me, yeah, you know, it might take you a, a few tries to find a mask that's reasonably comfortable. Mm-hmm. But once you find that mask, boom, it do, works. Do they build them with, like, headphones on for iTunes and... <laughs> Can you wow, get you just custom? gave me my million-dollar huh? idea. Come on, man. Skull Candy CPAP or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it is it is awkward, but you, you adapt. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing what oxygen will do for you. I mean, I used to get uh, a bit lethargic in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what about that? So with this now, do you not get the 2 o'clock 
Well, I mean, I'm on the time. air. I mean, I'm on Classical 89 right now as we speak. How, how do you how does do, he this? do this? Uh, and so being on every afternoon, it was kind of a slog. To, you know, and then I'm, I'm a big lunch guy, so I have big lunches too. That yeah. two things combined, and then yeah. you get pretty lethargic. Now I really uh, – I'm fine in the afternoons. Uh, I, I don't get drowsy in the afternoons. Okay. Look, now, look at me. How wide – look how animated I am. You are nef- definitely not drowsy, so I, I, I believe now. But is there – Do you believe enough to do it, Don? No, because I'm about to ask you this question. Are there other possibilities other than sleep apnea? Would uh, not sleeping through the night, would it be any other Oh, possible... stress, I guess, anxiety. Okay. I, I don't know. All right. There, I'm mean, a there pretty are... high-stress person, but yeah. yet I, I sleep through the night. There are other possibilities. And you may go to the doctor and, and he says, oh, no, actually, you're breathing okay, but... It could be. Uh, yeah. Don't don't eat a, a large uh, meat lover's pizza just before bed. That's my other prescription. Really? Yeah. That's my problem. No. Well, we are, in fact, are going to be exploring a few more of those concepts and maybe even myths about what you should or should not do before going to bed. But Uh, snoring is the dead giveaway. Really? You're saying that if you snore, that's a pretty good sign you have apnea? That's, well, if you're a a major snorer, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. You're not getting the air you need. Well... If you don't snore and you're staying up all night, then probably the food. Here's the the thing. Meat lover's pizza. Here's the thing is... I know I don't snore, but my wife keeps waking me up saying I'm snoring, so I think she's just making that up. (laughs) It's funny how they do that. All right. We'll be right back. After this, we're going to be uh, talking with an expert on energy and keeping your energy up during the day. And uh, maybe that they, they make drinks it. for that now, right? <laughs> Do they? Is that is that what it is? Yeah, we'll find out some some ways that she suggests for us that uh, can keep our energy up. Kind of like so we can be like Mark Waite and be three places at once. Hey! In the afternoon. <laughs> we'll be right back. Sirius XM one forty three BYU Radio. Turning a stadium full of fans into living computer sensors. Next. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Way back when there were only three TV networks, city engineers could tell whenever very popular TV programs ended just by the sudden drop in water pressure citywide when, uh, well, you know. Flash forward to today where the behavior of large crowds interacting with phones and the Internet creates waves of messages when sudden changes happen, like a touchdown in a football game. Engineers from Rice University and Motorola created a computer program that uses thousands of individual sports fans as human computer sensors. The system sees the overall shape of data traffic at an event. It can extrapolate what's happening from moment to moment at a football game just from measuring the overall ebb and flow of instant message traffic, And without ever reading the actual messages, by only the patterns in the traffic, it can tell a touchdown from an interception. The team hopes this will become a new statistical tool to view real-time events like political debates, talent competitions, or even fast reactions to sudden events like severe weather or power failures. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. The dog days of summer are over, and Cougar Sports are back on BYU Radio. This week, BYU and Utah begin their season-long quest for the state's crown of college sports, the Deseret First Duel. 
First up in the duel, the BYU women's soccer team, fresh off their thrilling victory at UC Irvine, travels to Salt Lake City to take on the Utes. This Saturday, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, here on the home of Cougar Sports, Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Welcome back. I'm Don Shaline filling in for Matt Townsend here on the Matt Townsend Show here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. And we're talking about sleep, talking about uh, how we can get better sleep. Uh, And, you know, that's probably a key to it, too. It's not always about more sleep. I know some people that sleep and sleep and then they have a nap and sleep and sleep a lot. And yet they still walk around tired. So I don't think that's the, the answer. But better sleep. How do we get better sleep? We've got our uh, our student producer, Bryce Tobin, who's going to tell us uh, about some misconceptions that uh, tie in with getting to sleep or maybe uh, how to get good sleep. So let's hear from Bryce. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce's Right. I have a weird relationship with sleep. It's a lot like an annoying cousin. They insist on showing up exactly when I don't need them or can't do anything with them. And then once I could really use them, they're suddenly nowhere to be found. Sometimes I think my body just wants to mess with me for fun. What's that? You have a five-hour red-eye flight ahead of you and you forgot to bring a book? Guess who's going to be wired for the next four hours and 45 minutes? See what I mean? It's weird. But this is nothing new for me, and it's really the reason for my little obsession with understanding sleep. Here's a few things that I've found. There's the myth out there that eating helps you sleep better, but you shouldn't do it because you'll gain weight. This one gets a lot of attention because it's a catch-22. You gotta sleep or you'll die. But who cares how much sleep you get if it sets you on an irrecoverable path in which your weight eventually kills you? Personally, I think we're just approaching this one the wrong way. Weight gain is very simple. It happens when there's more input than output in terms of calories. And we all know how tired you get after a nice big meal. But why can't this just work? Why can't we have the best of both worlds? Well, I think there's a way to do this right. This pre-bedtime meal, usually it's an extra meal on top of the normal three. There's your first problem. Don't do that. And if you're sleeping 10 hours and you live a very sedentary lifestyle without a lot of activity, it almost doesn't matter when or what you eat. Your body is going to try and hang on to that mass. Time the meal right. Don't make it fatty or sugary. Be active, and this can help you sleep without packing on the pounds. Or there's the myth that you shouldn't exercise before bed. I've actually done some work on this. The original study that this comes from was done on children. And I don't think anyone will argue about a child's ability to suddenly summon gigawatts of energy at any point in time for any conceivable reason. A few years ago, a study tried this with adults in their 20s. Other than slightly elevated cardiovascular activity throughout the night, they slept just fine. But there's a catch to this. These subjects were in shape. They exercised regularly. And for the purposes of the study, they exercised very, very hard. I just wanted to point this out because they're hardly normal, but don't be afraid of exercise. Or there's another fun one, making up for lost sleep on weekends. This is so bogus. At best, you have maybe a day to get back on track, but that's nowhere near as good as actually getting the sleep in the first place. Don't bet on the weekend, just get your sleep. So then what does work? Now, it may not be easy, but it is simple. Get into a rhythm. The human body is designed for patterns. And for the most part, it is very accepting of whatever patterns you decide to put it through. Just make sure you figure out a rhythm and stick with it. Let's say you can only get five hours of sleep. That's not enough sleep. But if you make sure it's the same five hours every single night, you're doing your body a favor. And your body will thank you for it. I promise. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. That is the awesome Bryce Tobin there with some great advice on sleep. And he, he brought up something that I think is very important, and yet that catch-22 of um, that the lack of sleep or poor sleep 
lends toward poor eating habits, that it's kind of like your, I don't know why, whether it's the, that your uh, resistance goes down, you're not as able to make wise choices as you pass by the donut bar or whatever, but uh, one way or another that uh, poor sleep habits seem to lead to poor eating habits, and thus you gain weight and probably get apnea and all other kinds of things that uh, tie in with, with bad uh, sleeping habits, and, and it just gets worse. So anyway, we're going to see what we can do to try and, and help you sleep better and also help you have more energy, because that's something that I find. If I don't sleep well overnight, then I'm fine throughout the morning, and then come uh, mid-afternoon, I'm ready for that rest of that good sleep I missed, and it's it's nappy time again, and that's not always a good thing if I'm right in the middle of a meeting or talking with someone and I nod off. So that's that's not good, but I think we have somebody with us right now that could help out. We are going to be talking right now with Sid Hoffman. Uh, Sid is on the phone with us. Sid is the author of All Day Energy, 100 Ways to Boost Your Energy Now. And uh, she also does seminars and videos providing down-to-earth tools on energizing your life. Sid, are you there? I am. How are you, Don? I am doing great. I'm, I'm wide awake and excited to talk to you. Me too. I'm excited to talk with you and your listeners. Well, we're glad to have you with us. We're talking about getting a good night's sleep and then being energized during the day. Uh, is that, in, in your book, do you address uh, both the energy side as well as the sleep side, or are you more focused on just, uh, just injecting your day with energy? You know, I think that uh, it's important to have a lot of sleep information, so I have plenty of sleep tips, and I agree with a lot of the things that Bryce said, and I have a couple things to add to it. It's sleep is so that. important. Tell us, tell us about that, because I know Bryce is an expert, but I think you may have a little bit more to tell us. <laughs> well, you know, sleep is the kind of thing that's very individual, so you have to kind of fine-tune it, find what works for you, and then if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. So I totally agree with like having a rhythm, having set hours that you try to sleep, with, you know, with it, with within reach because sometimes you know life just happens. But I think the food issue is a very interesting one. Some people actually need a little bit of a snack before they go to bed, and it really helps them sleep through the whole night. So that that isn't always a bad thing to have a little uh, pre-bed snack, then, huh? It isn't, as long as you keep it small. My favorite suggestion for people is to tell them to eat a banana before they go to sleep. Bananas have melatonin in them, and nobody tells you that, but they do. Melatonin? So a banana with melatonin will actually get me a little, uh, little sleepy. It will get you a little sleepy, and it will help the quality of your sleep. The Uh. other really good food that I tell people, and I I meet with a lot of women and men who fall asleep, but then they can't stay asleep. The other thing I suggest to them, and it seems to really do the trick, is a tablespoon of almond butter. There's something about the fat and the protein in the almond butter that keeps your body going all night long, doesn't wake you up, and it's great in the rejuvenation process, which is exactly what you want for sleep. How close does that translate to an almond joy? <laughs> it doesn't. It <laughs> doesn't? doesn't, John. Oh, man. I know. And uh, Halloween's coming up in October. Yeah, I could no. be definitely getting my sleep uh, aid <laughs> from uh, a bunch of almond joys. But So almond butter. But almond that, butter. Uh, yeah, that's, but that could be good. I've, I've had some, uh, some almond. Uh, no, I, I'm still going to the candy route. I was thinking almond M&Ms. Nope, still doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, okay, now beyond that, beyond the sleep and, and getting ready for sleep, what about during the day? For, for, for me, if I start, start getting tired in the afternoon, that's kind of the first thing I go for is where's the M&Ms or where's some little snack that I can pop in my mouth and, and uh, get a little more energy? Is well, that a good thing? You, 
you're, you're typical, you know, we, we all do that. And we do it because we don't bring the food with us. And I really encourage people to bring uh, portions of small things that are healthy with them so that they don't have to run to the vending machine or eat donuts, you know, from the desk next mm-hmm. to theirs. Um, so, you know, packing something small the night before in a little bag, or if you've got a refrigerator at work, just throw it in there. Of something small like a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, huh. uh, carrots and hummus is yummy, uh, a little yogurt. You will not believe how much just a small portion of something healthy will energize you so that you don't have that 2 o'clock slump. That's a great idea. And now here's the challenge for me is I, I may pack that, you know, I pack my lunch and then I pack those as the little snacks for the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But I get to lunchtime and I go, oh, look, I have some yogurt <laughs> and some carrots with hummus and um, whoa, what a great meal. And then it's gone. So we need to make sure we save some of that out so that we can have little energy boosts for later on. Yeah, and I think sometimes we forget in to, to, hike, to take one of those snack breaks in the morning as well. Oh, I kind of graze all day long. Kids do it, and look at the energy that children have. So I always suggest, you know, plan on five or six meals during your day. Really schedule a time in the morning where you take a mid-morning break, schedule a time in the afternoon. It's way too long from lunch to dinner to not eat. You're going to make bad choices. That's a great idea, and, and that actually is something that you look at kids, they naturally are going, hey, Mom, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that, and rather than saying, no, no, you'll spoil your appetite, wait till lunchtime or something, that actually is a natural thing that we just need to, to listen to that, but just don't be eating. It's, that doesn't mean eat a hamburger and french fries every, uh, you know, every two hours or something. It, it's eating small little amounts, right? Yeah, go small, and you've, you, know, you really feel it. You don't have any slumps throughout your day because... You're, you're feeding your body, then you're moving your body, then you're feeding your body, and you're moving your body. Um, that brings us to exercise. You've got to find something to do. And if you do something moderate for as little as 10 minutes, you get two hours of energy from a 10-minute brisk walk or dancing to music for 10 minutes or taking a favorite class. It is amazing how that perks you up. Okay, so that now this is uh, we've we got to have a reality check here because so many of us are – sitting at a computer monitor for long periods of time. I mean, that's the technology is, is more and more uh, leaning that direction. A lot of us are sitting down these days. We need to get up from that desk and go do something, right? And, and again, you're, you're talking about just a brisk walk, and that, that, that'll do it for you? A brisk walk. I mean, I can't believe the, all the statistics show two hours of energy from a brisk walk. As long as you move your arms, move your legs, um, it's great if you can do the movement outside. You get a little vitamin D. But um, if you can't and you have to just walk inside your office, walk around for 10 minutes. Talk to people. But you've got to keep moving. Have them talk to you as you're moving. Climb stairs, whatever you can do for 10 minutes. If you can fit three 10-minute periods into your day, that's amazing. But even if you can only fit one 10-minute period of day, you're ahead of somebody who didn't do anything all day long. Sure. Anything is better than nothing, huh? This is true. That's the way it works. Boy, these are some good tips. What else? You've got a hundred ways to boost your energy. Are there any ones that are kind of surprising ones we might not have uh, might not have thought about? Well, there's one tip that I tell people that they're really surprised about, and it's the idea of listening to music. Um, researchers have found that people who listen to their favorite music for an hour every other week. So that's not much time. For an hour every other week, for a few months, can lower their blood pressure by up to six points. That's like losing 10 pounds or going on a low-salt diet. So the power of music to energize and to help your body relax is amazing. 
so to your favorite music now what you when you say every other week I'm not saying that you need to ration it out that much the more you listen to it it'll still be better or is there a point of diminishing return on that no point of diminishing returns that I've ever read about but but I'm amazed that that just one hour every two weeks I mean if wow. you were to, I mean so that means all those five and six minutes periods of time where you've got something to do mm-hmm. um, but you've got a little bit of a break in your schedule and you're somewhere near music or you've got your little iPod going you you're helping yourself. You're helping yourself feel energetic. And different people have different music that inspires them and energizes them. And you know that in some ways that is kind of uh, an alternative. If, if I'm thinking, well, I'm going to go to the snack machine and get a donut, if I can go get a musical snack instead, that uh, not only energizes me but holds off on the calories as well, huh? That's amazing. And if you can combine that with some water, your yeah. brain loves it. Your brain is about three-fourths water, about 75% water. So if you can drink some water and associate drinking water with listening to music, you have the winning combination. Oh, that's fantastic. Sid Hoffman, we're going to be uh, coming back in just a moment. We need to take a break, but we'll be back with you and talk some more about some of the ways that we can boost our energy throughout the day. And uh, Sid is the author of All Day Energy, 100 Ways to Boost Your Energy Now. We'll be right back. I'm Don Shaline on the Matt Town. Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Book on Tapeworm is the world's first lullaby band, as in lullaby, a rock band like no other. They just released their debut album, All the World's a Stage, and we will feature them this Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern, on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. And what to my Good afternoon, I'm Devin Dewey for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Tropical storm Isaac is plowing through the Caribbean, but forecasters say it's too early to decide the threat of Florida. Forecasters say Isaac is on its way to becoming a hurricane, but the forecast is a bit tricky. The track and intensity forecasts are very interdependent, more so than usual. National Hurricane Center Director Rick Nabb says Florida is at risk, but the threat to the GOP convention next week can't be pinned down. It's entirely possible that it will completely miss Tampa and have no impact there, but the potential is there. Isaac poses more of an immediate risk to Haiti, still recovering from the 2010 earthquake, where even a glancing blow could trigger devastating mudslides. Tony Winton at the National Hurricane Center, Miami. Syrian forces are blasting rebel positions in Damascus. It started with tank shelling. Then Syrian troops swept through two Damascus neighborhoods, going house to house, killing dozens. It's the latest government counteroffensive, highlighting how heavy fighting has reached the capital, once the impregnable stronghold of President Bashar Assad. Rebels and the military are battling all over the country. A government official said Assad's resignation can be discussed in negotiations. A rebel spokesman dismissed that as a lie. Mark Levy, Cairo. A first-hand account of the Navy SEAL mission that killed Osama bin Laden is coming out September 11th. Mark Owen's book, No Easy Day, will set the record straight on the raid in Pakistan in May of last year, according to the publisher Dutton. Mark Owen is a pseudonym for the combat veteran who was one of the first fighters to enter bin Laden's third-floor hideout and also witnessed his death. 
One senior military official said the manuscript was not shared with special operations officials to check for possible disclosure of classified information. Julie Walker, New York. And the housing market is showing signs of improvement, but not a complete rebound. There were more sold signs in neighborhoods across the country last month. Sales of previously occupied homes were up in July to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of just about $4.5 million. That's a 2.3% increase over the previous month, but still below what economists would call a healthy pace. Sales are still being held back by relatively low level of homes available and by tight credit standards. Even with near-record low mortgage rates, there are still buyers who are having a tough time qualifying for loans or affording higher down payments being required by banks. Diane Kepley, Washington. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Devin Dewey. We're back here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Don Shaline in for Matt Townsend. This is the Matt Townsend Show. And we're talking with Sid Hoffman, the author of the book All Day Energy, 100 Ways to Boost Your Energy. And uh, she has been giving us some great tips on how to uh, to eat right, to sleep right. But even in, in spite of all that, there may be some things that we are unwittingly uh, allowing into our lives that will zap the energy right back out of them. Sid, do we, are there some things that uh, maybe we're doing that kind of get us off track? There are. You are a wise man. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, many people have told me this <laughs> in my dreams, those one dreams. <laughs> we're, see, we're talking about sleep, so that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's where I, I heard it. the number one thing that we do is we eat a lot of processed foods. And if we eat live foods, we will feel more alive. So try to eat more fruits and veggies and nuts and seeds and whole grains, and you will feel more energy. Is that right? So, so the processed foods, and by processed foods we mean uh, the, the pastries and donuts. And Tell me what, what, what you mean exactly by processed foods. Well, I mean foods that are kind of in the center of the supermarket, so like cans of soup, uh, processed cereal, a lot of the breakfast cereals we eat, the pastries are terrible. Uh, try to eat foods with only simple ingredients. If You're... you don't understand what's in the wrapper, and, if it, and if, personally, if it's wrapped, be suspicious. You know, <laughs> if you can get it and it's not wrapped, that's a little bit better. Is that right? So the deeper yeah. into the wrapper, the, the, uh, <laughs> the worse it can be. So you're telling me my can of Vienna sausages is just not doing it for me. And you know what, Don, I always tell people everything in moderation. So I'm encouraging people to eat more live foods. But in reality, I mean, you can't go your whole day with it, with, you know, with our busy lifestyle. But do as best as you can and pack it with you. Okay. So, but that's, that's one of the ways to keep from getting zapped and the energy zapped out of us is to make sure that we have more fruits, more vegetables, which now... You know what? That, what? That's nothing new, is it? I mean, uh, we've been no. been told for eons, eat more fruits and vegetables. But but here's the problem. Help me with this one, Sid. Yeah. Well, I get to my desk and and it's time to be uh, you know to have that little mid afternoon snack. If I have a chocolate chip cookie, 
that is so much neater and so much more compact and just goes in my mouth so nicely as opposed to a nice, crisp, crunchy apple that when I bite into it, it splatters all over the screen and you get it everywhere. Well, I I hear that. Maybe that's how I eat. I hear you. I totally hear you. I get you. You are right on. But you can buy apples chopped up. You can chop them with your little core. There's all these, you know, $3 apple cores. You can buy, I buy sugar snap peas. They're just the right size. I buy cut up little baby carrots. I don't cut up anything if I don't have to. Okay, so you can um, get bite-sized fresh yeah, snacks. Yeah, everything is so convenient now. And, if it's, you know, some people actually enjoy the night before cutting things up. They like to take, you know, cucumbers, and they, it's just relaxing to them. They put a little music on, and they chop, and they think that that's really cool. So if you like that, then, you know, go ahead and chop. Okay. But, and get a lot of little small containers so you don't waste the earth with lots of, you know, bags. Sure. And... Then I'll get, a, get one bag that you keep everything in, and the night before, get it all ready. And you know what? I, I enjoy vegetables. I must be crazy. <laughs> I enjoy vegetables and hummus just as much as chocolate chip cookies now because Whoa. I, it's become, I know it's a better energy source. Yeah. I know when I have a chocolate chip a chocolate chip cookie, it, it really, in, a, in about an hour, I am, like, so depleted, but I know the reverse is true, that when I eat something healthy, I feel really good in an hour. Ah, it's a little bit of an investment, isn't it? Because you get that rush from the chocolate chip cookie, you're right. But then I remember that, that after, you know, about an hour, it's like, oh, either I want another chocolate chip cookie to get me out of this slump, or I'm not feeling as good as I thought I would. Yeah, so, so it's the fruit and vegetables that uh, you don't get that kind of slump after it. This is true, and you know you don't need to reach for an energy drink. You don't need to reach for coffee. You might be down a little bit of water too, so uh-huh. you know keep drinking throughout the day. What about that? Is that uh, is that an energy zapper or a sign that you? Well, I, I've heard that 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 sometimes if you're sleepy or feeling uh, dragging or whatever, that you might just be dehydrated. You might just need water. Is that true? It is true. It really is true, and we really don't put enough water into our body. And every time we have something caffeinated. We are depleting our water. We think that when we drink something caffeinated, oh, boy, that counts for eight ounces or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's my water. That's my water right there, it, that You Diet actually Coke. need 16 ounces. You have created a nightmare. You need more water because the caffeinated drinks dehydrate you. Really? So it, it really, I don't want to drink as much water as, you know, to double it. So I try to keep my water near me at all times. You'll drink more water if you have a straw in your glass. Oh, really? Um, so you put a, a straw in and you drink more water? Yeah, and you that's can a good actually trick. buy, I have this little tumbler that's sitting in front of me with uh, a straw that comes with it, and the whole thing goes in the dishwasher, and uh, I think it costs about 10 bucks, and I love it. And I put a little, today I put a little pomegranate powder in, it's just this powder you can get at the health food store, it's very inexpensive, it turned my water a different color, wow. and it has a sweet taste to it, and it's got pomegranate in it, which has great that antioxidants sounds- and vitamins, and it will keep you drinking. And yeah. you'll be drinking something healthy. It's I could just... st- I could start by taking my my son's Tommy Tippy cup, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he won't oh, miss I it. I love it, Don. We've it got one little, here. <laughs> some graham crackers on it, but that's okay. No, that uh, that that's great though. I, I didn't realize that that, that uh, if you if you drink your your water through a straw, you'll actually drink more. Because I I like to drink water, but I I do tend to feel like okay, I'm drowning now. You know, I I think I've got enough yeah. water, but that'll that'll help you to get more water intake, huh? It, it, and we and the, the winter months, I mean, I know we're not in winter now, but the winter months, we don't feel as dry and as thirsty, but we need just as much water, um, so we need to, to keep it going. And if you exercise, have a little bit of water before you exercise, 
during your exercise if you can, and then a little bit after. It really helps your body. Keeps you hydrated. Now, yeah. these are just some great ways to uh, to help us so that we can get rid of energy zappers. Uh, what about if we're going through the afternoon and we're feeling stressed? What does stress have to do with all this? Oh boy, stress is another another way that another thing that zaps our energy. Um, and I think the biggest thing that causes stress and um, that we can change is the way we approach getting things done. We multitask, and that actually puts way too much stress on our body and our mind. And we really are not doing ourselves a, a service by multitasking. We are really just switch tasking. We're going from one thing to another, and we keep interrupting ourselves while we switch back and forth. There's very few things that you can do together. Like we, we talked about, you and I talked about the idea of drinking water and listening to music. That's a good multitask. That, that's about as deep as I can go on a multitask, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. The reality is if you start going back and forth, your brain is like mush. Yeah. I, I've never claimed to be a multitasker, and, and I agree with you that, that if I try to do that, if I try to save time by, by doing a few things at once, I tend to mess them all up. So uh, so that is not a good idea. Try not to multitask. Instead, uh, uh, just what do you do? You, you just yeah. take it slower? Yeah. Go, actually, prioritize. You know, mm-hmm. kind of every now and then. So cut out something say, then, probably. Yeah. Every now and then just stop, drink a, glass, you know, drink a little bit of water, and say, okay, what's the next thing that would be useful for me to do? Hmm. Because often it might not be the thing that you were going to do anyway. Hmm. You know, it's, things change. Um, t- somebody just called me this morning and wanted me to write an article. So I kind of switched my morning around because I was asked to write an article for a popular magazine. And I, it was, if I had let my morning be what it was, I would have missed out on a great opportunity. And the idea of multitasking and trying to get two things done and having this good article wouldn't have not, would not have worked. Um, so, uh, you know, slow it down. You'll still get everything done, and if you don't get everything done, it's because we you scheduled way too much. I mean, you, you really have to be kind to yourself. People put things on their to-do list that would take a week if, if they would not have their worst enemy try to tackle a list like that. These are great tips. Sid Hoffman, of course, the author of All Day Energy, 100 Ways to Boost Your Energy Now. And I feel, I feel like I've got much more energy. See, I was, I was taking a sip of water there while I was listening to you talk, and, and it really worked. There, there, I've got it now. So anyway, these are great tips. They can get in touch with you, by the way, by going to Sid Hoffman. That's S-Y-D Hoffman, H-O-F-F-M-A-N.com. You've got lots of great tips for people there, plus a schedule of where you're going to be and some of the seminars and things you're doing, and also probably a way to get your book, right? Yes. Yes, my book is available everywhere. Please take a look at it. (laughs) All right, Sid Hoffman, thank you for being with us on the Matt Townsend Show. It is my pleasure, Don. Thank you. See you later. See you later. And we are talking about sleep and talking about keeping your energy up. It's something that uh, we all, as we age and go through life, we find more and more that, uh, you know, we're trying to, to... take care of the stress and not get overly booked and overly uh, multitasked and just have a lot of energy. That's that's, uh, that's a good thing. So we'll be right back with more and we'll be talking about dreams and what they mean here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Connect with Matt on BYU Radio's Facebook page. And Twitter at BYU Radio.
Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Online gamers are helping unlock some tough biochemistry puzzles that have stumped researchers for years. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Collaborative problem solving, or crowdsourcing, is proving to be a successful approach to figuring out some pretty complex technical challenges. Recently, the Center for Game Science created an online gaming program called Foldit. The goal of the project is to learn more about the 3D structure of proteins, or how they fold. This understanding can help researchers get a better idea of how to fight diseases such as cancer and Alzheimer's, create new vaccines, and even find alternate biofuels. Foldit challenges players' pattern recognition and puzzle-solving abilities as they find new ways to fold proteins. As the gamers compete with one another, the program adapts in an attempt to learn how to mimic human creative problem-solving processes. Despite the highest scoring players having little to no background in biochemistry, the folded crowdsourcing experiment has already resulted in scientific breakthroughs, with many predictions outperforming the best-known computational methods. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Start your day right with Marcus Smith and the morning team. We're going to talk about um, just stuff, you know, lots of st- things that show up that, that once we're in your home and they go to somebody else's home and how do they get there? Maybe by way of a thrift store. Join in for conversation on current topics and events from around BYU campus and the world and get your morning talking. Tune into the morning show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. And this is the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Don Shaline in for Matt Townsend on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. We're talking about sleep and ways to sleep better and also uh, ways to keep our energy up during the day. And, of course, if you sleep better at night, your energy will be better during the day. I still am uh, hoping that they design a bed that is shaped a lot like a church pew because for some reason I just sleep so much better there, but that, I don't think that's quite the answer. Um, but uh, we have with us a panel of experts now. We have the Matt Townsend production team. The, the dream crack, team. The dream team, as it were. The dream theater or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, we have uh, have the uh, the whole crew here. And we are analyzing dreams now. We, as we are sitting around uh, planning the show, we started talking about dreams. And, and, you know, certain dreams wake you up. Certain dreams get you uh, too turbulent and, and you, you wake up in a cold sweat or whatever. So not a cold sweater, but a cold sweat or whatever. Uh, but uh, we, uh, we want to talk about them a little bit. And, and so who starts out here? Who, who are the dream experts? Ben uh, Wagner. Well, I, I did have a, a dream last night. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of a tangent maybe to get to the dream. I, this is going to sound like the most 25-year-old guy thing ever. But <laughs> last night, so last night it was late. I might have had a giant burrito right might before have. I was going to go to sleep. Okay, yeah. So I couldn't fall asleep. My roommate told me, hey, come watch this like 
Chinese kung fu movie with me, which Big I'm not burrito and Chinese kung fu movie. Yeah, exactly. So I so I go and watch this movie, and it's, it's this ridiculous kung fu movie where there's this guy, and it just keeps <laughs> you know those movies like he it starts off with him fighting one guy, and then it's two guys, and then it's a guy with a sword, and it keeps uh-huh. escalating to where he's fighting like twenty dudes with axes uh-huh. and you know barehanded and, that and happens taking all that right. Life. So I go to bed with this kung fu movie still germinating in my mind along with a burrito and so i i I wake up i have this dream crazy dream where i'm learning kung fu which i know nothing about and fighting off guys with axes and machetes and like crazy samurais and stuff yeah samurai burrito wielding samurai and i wake up right as i get like stabbed by an axe or something wake up in the middle of the night so my thing is i just i have these uh I don't dream. I don't feel like I remember my dreams that often, but the ones I do seem to be like movies. Like I, I'll watch a movie before I go to bed, and then I seem to dream in the movie. And that those are the dreams that seem to remember most or seem to wake me up as I get in these. Especially if you watch a movie that maybe has a little bit of kung fu or violence or uh, <laughs> something like that. So, so do we have? Are there any? I'm, 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 we have no dream interpreters here in the crowd. We have nobody with any qualifications at all to interpret uh, Ben's dream here about burritos and samurai. So. Well, I mean, Bryce uh, does oh, that's right. psychology. Bryce, psychology and student. Bryce, I don't know what if he's, would you if say he's got some Freud in there. Um, well, I, for, first so, thing know. I would say is that Freud is a hack. But <laughs> hey, um, there we go. That debunks our, our psychology. Alert, maybe. Right? Maybe. <laughs> no, when it, when it comes to interpreting dreams, I think it's the only, the only good theory on dreams that anyone has really ever had is that it's just your brain trying to um condense everything that happened in the day so it makes sense that there was burritos and kung fu and kung fu and all that okay i think i don't, I don't think we should look that too much into in dreams i just think maybe yeah. i should stop watching these movies before no, i go watching. to sleep it seems just like a bad idea well as it ties into sleep then we, i think we could say at this point because it woke him up right at the time that the axe hits him or whatever <laughs> that this is not a good thing for your sleep Yes, Ben. That's a good yes. uh, uh, end Neither result. Was the, burrito. Then. the burrito <laughs> and the samurai. I don't movie think burritos ever are. <laughs> should be set aside earlier or something. Okay, now, Bryce, what uh, what, what do you have in your in your dream department? So, as far as recurring dreams go, I don't really have one as much as I have inherited the same thing from my dad. His recurring startle wake up dream is he will be driving a car. And he will get to the top of a hill. He will be going too fast. And right at that moment where, you know, it's zero gravity, that sort of panicky feeling <laughs> takes over, yeah. he'll wake up. The Starsky and, and Hutch moment yeah. where he's going yeah, over yeah. the hill. Yeah, Clears exactly. the asphalt. Okay. 18. Yeah, and so and he will violently wake up, kicking, throwing, doing whatever. We've lost many remotes to him doing that. <laughs> um, and I have inherited the exact same thing. Oh, you do it. Okay. And for me, it's not driving. Um, I I probably held on to the aggressive inline roller skating fad maybe a bit longer Rice than I should have. Tobin on rollerblades. Um, You're taking us back to 1994 <laughs> here More like today. 2002. That's how long I held on to that. But that's, I'm pretty sure that's when I retired. Bryce, um, I got to see Bryce in rollerblades. <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, it's uh, I'm rollerblading. And I'll hit the crack in a sidewalk, oh. a nice fat crack in the sidewalk, and it'll catch my front wheel and I'll fall forward, which happened all the time. Yeah. But right before I smack the concrete, I'll violently wake up, and many times I've hit my head on a wall or oh, elbowed man. a wall or fallen out of out of the bed or something. But Scares everybody around you, probably. Exactly. Yeah. And me. 
You know, I think that's a kind of a recurring dream for a lot of people. Like I have a similar one where I'll, I'll like slip on ice or just some sort of falling motion, and you some, just you jerk. You actually physically move yeah. in your bed when it happens. It's crazy. Some okay. traumatic injury. Now, now I have a, a question then for all of you. All three of these had some violent thing that was about to happen, but you woke up right as impact, right before impact, right? Yeah. Is this like that classic thing that you never die in a dream or something like that, or if you do, you really die? Or? I know. Yeah, I always heard that story that if you had the flying dream and you or the and you fell, or if you have the falling dream and you actually complete the fall, you die. It's some kind of weird matrix logic that Ooh, if yes. you die in the dream, you die in real life. But I don't know. That seems uh, unlikely but, to but, me. But this does seem like a common thread, though. That, And I remember that, too. I remember as a little kid, I thought, yeah. oh, I don't like this dream. I'm going to wake up. I, there's this one bridge I can go to jump off, and then I'll wake up. Almost like, you know, that was just the end of the dream sequence or something. So, Corinne, what do you think? I have, like, really – I actually get hurt in my dreams. So, like, you do? Be, yeah. So, like, I feel physical pain. Uh-huh. Like, like I'll, like, fall down the stairs and it will hurt me. And I won't necessarily wake up. So, I don't know. Like, I've, I've never, like, died in my dream. But, but I've definitely hurt. been hurt and felt, like, the physical sensation of pain. Okay. Well, that... And also, like, I have a problem where, like, with the waking up thing, like, I can't make myself wake up because I wake up – in my dream. So I have like dreams within you dream, dreams. You I wake have up. dreams about dreaming yeah. Yeah. and I wake up. I don't know if, if this happened before I saw Inception. You say, I was going to say, you, you wrote the screenplay. <laughs> yeah, now. I don't know. Yeah. But like it happens now. <laughs> so, okay, that, then that proves, that disproves that theory that, that Corinne actually has experienced the, the pain of getting, you know, hitting against the yep. wall or whatever in, in, in a dream. Hmm. Now, Rob and uh, let's see, Rob and Tom are also in on the conversation. Rob, uh, what 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 do you have in, in the strange dream department? I don't think this should be as uncommon as you guys lead me to believe. Do you ever wake yourself up laughing? I mean, and physically just, uh, you know, that, that. OK, you were talking about that. That's right. Rob wakes himself up laughing. I have never heard of somebody doing that, Rob. No, you're well, the first one. And it's almost kind of like you're, something some aspect of your dream is just so funny. And I try to remember what they are. That's what it is. And you're just a that, funny they're guy. They're really not that funny. But uh, you, you, it's the same thing in real life when you're watching a comedy movie or you're hanging out with people and something funny happens and you just burst out laughing. It happens in your dream. And so you go, oh, this is funny. You, you, no, it doesn't no. happen to any of you guys, huh? <laughs> I no. think it's only you. No, but but I like that. I would rather – there are times when I have been like I'm, I'm upset and, and yelling at somebody and it's kind of like – and it's just a regular kind of yell. But it, this is this happens with me with the way I run in dreams too. It's like always if I'm going to go run, I suddenly get slow. And, and it's kind of dollar man. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the yell is kind of the same way. It's like I want to yell at somebody but instead of – Hey, you. <laughs> I'm actually a sleep talker, so there yeah, are yeah. times when I used to share it with my sister, and I'd say weird things like, "No, don't put the fish in the car," <laughs> and like because I'm yelling at someone in my dream, and I don't remember it, but they'll remember because I say a bunch of weird, weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what is that about? Is that's again well, the psychology major? Is this the the brain sorting out what? What is it sorting out? I don't know. Do you, do you have a, <laughs> is there a common fish in car issue? I have uh, a problem with animals. I uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, the fish don't belong in the car, clearly. <laughs> but So she's right in saying don't do that. Don't. Now, Tom, what about here's, you? Here's what, I, here's what I think, Bryce. I'm no okay. psychology major, but I'm a communications major. So Here we go. Uh, I've heard that the synapses in your brain are resetting and sending little um, charges back and forth of things that you've been thinking about during the day, and you're trying to make sense of all these random firings. Like, for me last night, my dream included, I saw, 
I was in my hometown. I was moving, and so I saw a lot of old things, a lot of old memories as I was sorting through my belongings throughout the day. And my dream included people I hadn't seen since I was a kid and my old video camera, all these old things. And they're all connected in this strange way where I was making this documentary about random things in my life. And so I think that the synapses are just in your brain are firing at random and you're kind of trying to make sense of it and it doesn't always work. So oh, so that's what it is. It, then it's, it's trying, again, your, your brain trying to make sense of either what happened in the day or even what has happened over a longer period of time, trying to sort all out, trying to... Uh, yeah. To make our life a little more orderly. He got sentimental yeah. about his old video camera. <laughs> yeah. well, the camera I know. you put a VHS in. You put up on your yeah, shoulder. Yeah, the big shoulder camera. <laughs> yeah. Going off of what Tom said, though, and I think something, I think it was Bryce who just talked about, or maybe it was Corinne, talking about talking in your sleep. Um, I have two interesting uh, experiences about talking in your sleep. I don't really do it, but I used to sleep with my little brother when, I, when we were a kid. We had bunk beds in the room. And I remember one night he gave me his complete like fast food drive through order in the middle of the night. He just <laughs> – Nice. Yes. We're sitting there. He was asleep already. He just rolls over and goes, yeah, I want a number two, no ketchup with fries <laughs> and a chocolate milkshake or whatever. Did you go out and get it? And he keeps snoring. Oh. And I just thought, well, knowing my little brother, that's definitely the, all he was thinking about all day. So I know <laughs> – and another one, I actually, I was dating this girl, and uh, we were watching a movie on the couch, and she fell asleep, you know, leaning on my shoulder, and she, she started having, like, the long-term viability of our relationship talk oh, while nice. she was asleep. Oh. Sure she was, Ben. Yeah, sure no, she knowing, was. Knowing, knowing, I'm asleep now, Ben, so Knowing, knowing the experiences breakup. I had with this girl, oh, I know that's yeah. what she was probably thinking about the whole time, too, was the long-term viability of this relationship, so, or her inability <laughs> to commit. But anyway, that's another story. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> but I just, it is interesting that uh, people who talk in their sleep do tend to talk, if, if it's intelligible. Do uh-huh. tend to talk about things that they're thinking about. So, th- so that is it's something that's on their mind, and that's that's that same argument that basically it's our brain trying to sort things out. Well, that's that's doable. That that makes sense. Um, but I, I wonder about then if we're trying to get a good night's sleep, is there something we can do before we go to sleep to try and sort those things out so they won't be waking us up with a, a kung fu fight and live a much or more something? boring life. <laughs> Just do less interesting things. Yeah. You know, I think that one of the things is. Uh, do, if you're doing something with a lot of repetition, mm-hmm. that for me tends to really sneak into dreams and be the ones that wake me up. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, getting to uh, Ben's Kung Fu thing, I actually do martial arts and I'll find myself uh, throwing blocks and actually my arms physically move some of these times. And it has a tendency to wake me up just because it's something that I've de- done repetitively yeah, over the day. When you get married, I think, I think I would warn your wife when you get married. <laughs> Fortunately, about that I don't tendency. throw many punches. It's usually blocks. <laughs> Pardon but. me. I sleep fight. <laughs> I sleep fight. The bruises in the morning, that's not my fault. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, man. Fascinating stuff, guys. This is this is definitely uh, something that I'm going to sleep on tonight. The uh, <laughs> ah, ha, ha. The, the the dreams and the things we do when we're awake. Uh, this all can can impact how we sleep. I think we've we've heard some great things, some great tips on how to keep ourselves eating better, exercising, and getting the right kind of sleep. The things we should or shouldn't do before we go to sleep. Let's all sleep better tonight. This has been fun. I, I've been able to fill in for Matt Townsend today. Hopefully he's not uh, going to be too dismayed when he finds out how we we totally uh, you know messed up his, his area here. But, well, sorry, Matt. But thank you for being with us this afternoon. This has been the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Don Shaline on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
KBYU FM HD2 Provo. Today's Thinking Aloud originally aired earlier this year. The following is a production of BYU Broadcasting in cooperation with the Brigham Young University Division of Continuing Education. An ideal childhood might well be characterized by physical and emotional security, freedom to play, a foundation of love from nurturing adults, and opportunities for learning. Who safeguards?